You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, this Wednesday morning. Now let's turn our attention to the next part of the program. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're going to be hearing about an exciting and an upcoming dance drama which is produced by Beyond Bollywood and it's called Krishnar Panam. And to tell us more, I'm really delighted to be joined by the choreographers, Nisha Javeri and also Manasa Sri Ganesh. Welcome to the program, ladies. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having yes, us. Yes, it's a pleasure. Yes, it's great to see you both. And it's really nice to see you again, Nisha. It's been many years uh, yes. since you, you came into the studio. And so it's nice to reconnect once again. So maybe I'll start off with you first, Manasa. Yes. Give us a background of what this dance drama is about. And it's called Krishnar Panam. What is it about? So um, Krishnar Panam actually is a combination of two words. Uh, Krishna plus Arpanam. So Krishna is the name of uh, one of the Hindu deities. Um, to give you a bit more context, um, there are three main deities and one of them is called Vishnu in the Hindu uh, I mean Hindu religion, I guess. Yes. Um, and um, Vishnu is believed to have taken 10 different incarnations. Um, and the purpose of every incarnation is to restore good in the world, um, restore balance. And um, Krishna happens to be one of the uh, avatars or the incarnations that he took. And um, he, uh, Krishna has a very important and significant um, you know, role in our religion and Hinduism as a whole. And he's supposed to be the person behind the Bhagavad Gita, which is probably like the Bible or the Quran equivalent. So um, Arpanam means um, offering. So it's basically, in short, an offering to Krishna. And we are trying to do this by um, showing the different episodes of Krishna's life on earth. And we have selected some scenes from yeah, his is, life. Is he all about love then? Mm. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Krishna is known to be the most uh, heroic love love god, and there mm. are a lot many uh, uh, poems or uh, scriptures written about him. Especially in Kathak, we do a lot of stuffs on Krishna. Uh, it can be love stories. It can be about his childhood. It can be about uh, the uh, he killing the poisonous snake, or mm. it can be about Mahabharata, a scene from Mahabharata where Draupadi is being disrobed. Uh, so uh, there are many, many uh, stories which revolve around him. And as dancers, we depict those stories through our movements and expressions. Yeah, mm. it's difficult to because um, you mentioned just now, Manasa, that there are so many different stories. Mm. As as the choreographers of this, how do you which ones do you know to select for your audience and how do you sort of go through that process? Uh, you as well, Nisha. So. I uh, well, I remember Mansa taking this up uh, with mm. the stories aspect, saying that let's uh, uh, concentrate on these five of them, and which the first one is about uh, he Lord, uh, Lord Krishna eats sand when he was a young child, and uh, when his mother Yashoda comes and scolds him, he opens his mouth uh, to show what he has eaten, and it, it is in the sand, but the mother sees the whole universe in his mouth, yeah. and that is like. Uh, that itself shows his his divinity, his divineness uh, that he wanted to show to his mother. So that is one of the episodes, uh, I think. Yes, there is the first episode and um, that is mostly done, in, done by the contemporary dancers. And then the second scene is uh, called Kalinga Mardanam or Nardanam, depends on which language you're speaking. Um, so Kalinga was supposed to be um, this, not demon, but... Um, 
uh, in the form of a snake, uh, and he actually poisoned a river, a Yamuna river. So um, one day when Krishna was playing ball with his friends, the ball accidentally falls inside the river, and to retrieve the ball, he will actually jump inside the river, and that's where he meets Kalinga, and then there's a whole battle with the snake that happens. And of course... Um, Krishna does win. And um, why we say Nardanam is because it's believed that Krishna danced on the head of the snake. So that's why we say Kalinga Nardanam. So it's kind of like the battle between good and evil. Um, and this was him as a very, very young boy and a young child who did this. So yeah, we follow the with the next scene, which uh, so we took it chronologically about his, from his childhood to mm. his uh, 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 young as a young boy. And then we've taken him as uh, this young man who is in love with uh, uh, many, uh, many gopis. And of course, he his was favorite. <laughs> yes, he was a complete very flirt. Popular. Very, very popular, flirt. very, yeah. very popular. And his favorite one was, of course, Radha. So uh, we've shown the Maharas, which is uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 Ras being played, the love scene being played in Vrindavan with all his uh, gopis. And uh, it's interesting how this uh, episode is being depicted because it's not just one Krishna, but all the gopis think they have each of them have their hero in front of him and he manifests himself in different forms uh, in like uh, with each of them and then that's that's the interesting part of this maharas and gopis are sort of his admirers the worshippers so they or? are actually milkmaids uh, of vrindavan vrindavan is a place back in india uh, where krishna was uh, is known for for and he's he's lived there and uh, it's lovely to see how these gopis and uh, uh, all Radha and uh, Krishna all come together in this Maharas. Yeah, mm. one thing I really enjoyed uh, uh, enjoy about Indian mythology is the rich sort of history behind yeah. it, and also the different, similar but different interpretations. So the version that maybe you heard from your say uh, your grandparents mm. or from the generations might be a bit different to the version that you heard, Nisha. So and and I think that's quite interesting as an audience just to go to it, just to see which representation, how you will adapt it. Um but collaborating together, how do you come to an agreement to say, let's go with this version rather than this version? Is is there such thing or do you so, sort of agree with the with the hard details? So honestly even today, just two days before the show we are yeah. still in that uh, uh, in that little yeah. dilemma whether should we do this first or should we do this first yeah. because uh, uh, because the scenes are so interesting but when you mm. bring them all together uh, uh, what is the audience taking back with them is also as an artist we think about and therefore uh, uh, looking at how we've put the pieces on uh, we definitely feel we still need a uh, little stronger finale sorry this is an inner secret that we are revealing but uh, uh, but yes uh, i think uh, it's, it's it's interesting how we both are and even alan uh, the contemporary dancer choreographer we all three are working together and it's interesting how we all three come from different backgrounds mm, now we are trying different. to fit and come together to mm. on on a similar page to bring this whole production yeah, Manasa, what were your what were your thoughts on that? Just to come from sort of come from different backgrounds, different versions of the story. Mm. How do you navigate that? Actually, interestingly, um, tapping on the point of different versions of the story, I, I think for scene four, um, it's kind of continuing from Nisha G's scene where um, it just focuses on Radha and Krishna's love. Um, so 
yes, they are known to be the Romeo and Juliet of Vrindavan. And um, basically, you showed, uh, initially it shows them being very excited to meet each other. And then we all know that the ending is like they're like star-crossed lovers where they don't get together. But then the reason why they don't get together is sometimes a bit up in the air. Oh. I've heard that Krishna just left Rindavan and then Radha, some people said Radha died. Some people said Radha actually went and married someone else or Radha re-manifested herself. I've heard like probably three to five versions myself. So I think sometimes you don't actually have to choose yeah. a particular version. And that the audience will understand, understand. because they've yeah. probably, probably heard four yeah. or five different versions True. too. True. You yeah. can just focus on the definite fact that yes they didn't get together and so that is the interpretation that i took but i didn't really subscribe to a particular reason why they didn't get together yeah, yeah. and uh, you know is it difficult to tell the stories via dance i mean just to transform yes. the stories uh through dance it's such a, a beautiful medium of expression mm. uh, yeah what are the difficulties what are the opportunities perhaps uh, so, Nisha? as I mentioned earlier, that in Kathak, we generally do a lot of pieces on Lord Krishna. So, as such, bringing it through dance, it wasn't very difficult from the Indian classical perspective. Uh, but uh, when I see it from the contemporary perspective, when mm. I see Alan doing it, and when they are trying to uh, 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 depict Lord Krishna in a different manner, mm. uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it does take us a little... Uh, this thing because we are we've always brought up to see Lord Krishna in a particular way and sure. this especially when we are talking about he holding his flute and I remember one of the episodes uh, yeah. uh, one of the rehearsals where uh, I uh, like Mansa like, yes, yes Mansa yeah. was like wanting to change uh, and tell Alan well we don't use we don't use the flute like this we, we, you, we have flute, flute like this. Yes, yes. One direction. Like this. yes so something like this which is so taught to us so like from childhood radio, so for our radio listeners the fingers which hand do you hold it with? And the fingers have to point to the, uh, so the right hand side. Yes. So it's yes. on the right hand side and yeah. the right hand is a little further away than the left. And ah. the left is closer to your mouth. So yes. this is how we and show opposite directions. Opposite to directions. And it's like holding a Not, flute. It's yeah. literally like how you will play a flute. You know, like of course, you wouldn't, you're right. You normal flautists won't play like this. No. They would play like this. So it kind of depicts how like how and, it is in real life and too. i could see mansa's uh, <laughs> like no. this that oh uh, 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 alan can we do it and then uh, and then being in the position that i am for over the years uh, or being here out from india and then seeing that uh, it can be depicted in a different manner yeah. it's not necessarily that it has to be shown in a particular indian indian style uh, every time so i think uh, I think over the years I've opened a little about it, but yeah. yes, we still want to keep the roots. We still want to keep the essence. Uh, and that's yeah. so interesting about the sort of the behind the scenes. And I'm sure if Alan is listening, he'll totally want to portray it in an authentic way. And I'm sure he really appreciated, you know, um, um, that was the that was to to stay true and faithful to how um, it's done in in Indian mythology. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think one very big takeaway from this is um, to know how different styles work. Because, um, I mean, Kathak, Bhardhanatyam and this contemporary, essentially we are all three different languages. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can say French and English where like you have the same alphabets, but then your accents, your pronunciations yes. are very different. Very correct. Well, let's just say Alan's might be literally like Chinese, Chinese you know, yes. absolutely different ways of functioning and thinking. So um, I think the a good takeaway is to see how these 
like forms actually come together there is some commonality between everything in terms of technique neatness you know positioning and stuff like that but the way you express is actually very different like for indian classical art forms we are very expressive we are very driven by expressions facial expressions while contemporary dance is expressing through your entire body yeah. you know like yeah. you throw your body to show yeah. anger you but here we can show it on our face yeah. you know so how do we it's more subtle uh, yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's kind of finding that happy balance between all these that's yeah. such a great point to put it yeah that it is different languages and it is sort of taking best practices from each one and yeah. and you know hong kong is sort of like a fusion yes yes, yes absolutely. so i think that's the beauty and it's interesting for for the audience as well whatever your background is you can have an uh, you know indian audience who just goes into it and appreciate the different elements added to it had you worked together before then all three of you or had you sort of uh, come across so this is your first production together this is our yeah. very first production together all of us together yeah and it's my first production in hong kong for sure so yeah from singapore i came from singapore about that's a year right. ago so this has been a very nice start i would say in hong kong yeah, yeah that's 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 fascinating and what about the dancers then um what are the levels of the dancers how do you go about uh, choreographing dance moves which is suitable for everybody's level and and do you have mm. to uh, change some of them do you have to increase the intensity if some of them are excellent dancers it's always yeah. fascinating to see the role of the uh, the, of choreographer. the choreographer yeah. i can yes. absolutely so i sorry i will take this first because uh, i we have the first piece uh, the maharas that we were uh, approached for and it was the depiction showing uh, many dancers so not just few but many and to get those many in a short time like within 2 months we had to put this up and uh, it was like okay how do i find 14 dancers yes i run my own company shri shakti academy where i teach and i have lots of students but the levels are so different of everybody and then to find committed people with a december holiday break coming in between uh, uh, which most of them are out of town and then to make it happen so i have a group of 15 dancers aged from 11 to 65 uh, levels are completely different and it it was little tough to bring this up together yeah. but i'm i'm crossing my fingers i hope mm. it can come across nicely on the day of the show yeah mm. and what about for you manasa you know working with people of different levels mm. how do you create moves that's suitable for everybody and bring the best out of them. I that is some I, I think that was the first thing I thought of when I started choreographing because uh one nice thing about Nisha ji is that she has a lot of students and she has a big group which will look very nice on stage. My group is much smaller including me there are four of us. Um and as you said we all come from different trainings, different levels of experience which is perfectly okay. Um but I think it's about being smart about your choreography. you know if you are going to put in absolutely technical steps um the differences will come out very obviously because of different types of trainings that you can go through so it is about finding steps that work can easily work on everyone within the given time and also probably thinking of different ways to make the piece interesting you know so um i think the most normal way is to just go by whatever you have always seen and how you would normally choreograph but i think also knowing how the team works together is quite important i think that's quite a blessing for my team i mean unlike many other teams that i've been part of all these dancers they are very they always seen like okay let's see what we can do together and that together is actually much harder to get than 
normal. Like, you know, it's actually really, really hard. So I think that is the strength of the team. And I thought that is what I need to tap on more than the actual technical, technical steps. And that's yeah. such a great strategy to look at things, you know, to really uh, get the b- the best out of your team yeah. rather than being so fixated on you must do this move A, B and C. Yes. It's okay to just do A and B, but do it well because yes. C may be too hard yes. for them. And if you focus on that, then it might not look so not look the way you envision it on stage. We're just coming up to the news now. I know time flies. Remind our listeners once again, have you got social media, separate social media that our listeners can follow your own work? Uh, Nisha, maybe you go first. How can we find out more about your work? So uh, I run the Sri Shakti Academy and you can definitely find us on Insta or even the uh, Facebook page. And uh, yes, all the details about Krishna Arpanam are given out there. So please Mm -hmm. come, please come and support the artists. That's all that I would say. Yeah, I don't have an academy. I only have my personal Instagram account, uh, which is Manasa Sri Ganesh. Um, I think um, you can also follow Beyond Bollywood for yes. more information. And thanks, Dennis, for this wonderful opportunity and 100%. bringing us all together. 100%. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I really support the work that uh, Beyond Bollywood does. It's just such a great way to fuse culture and for people to, to understand each other uh, more. And, and as, as you both said, uh, Krishna Pranam is brought and produced by uh, Beyond Bollywood, which will be at City Hall uh, on the 26th of January at 8 p.m. and also the 27th of January at 3 p.m. All the information is on the Beyond Bollywood website and also on their Facebook page and Instagram. Thank you so much uh, to you both. And we were talking uh, to Nisha Javeri along with Manasa Sri Ganesh. Thank you so much. Thank you.